Welcome to the Locked On Islanders Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, welcome everybody to the Locked On Islanders podcast, the Wednesday edition. Hope everyone is safe and well. Lots to talk about on today's show, including some things the Islanders can do to get their offense back on track. Obviously, a strong game in the season opener against the Rangers, but one goal in the two games since. We'll talk about possible lineup changes, line uh, juggling, uh, and some different ideas to get the offense in general and the power play in particular back into uh, good working order. We've also got uh, an update on one of the injured Islanders and uh, another member of the Islanders who's getting a little bit more action in practice. We'll talk about that. We have our Islanders birthday of the day and a whole lot more to talk about on today's show. If there's something Islanders related that's on your mind, a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, you can email the show with that information, the email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the air when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I, and we'll have all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings as it happens. So make sure you do that. And if you're enjoying the podcast, please do subscribe to your podcatcher of choice. We now are on our in-season schedule. So we have new episodes Monday through Friday. And they always drop around a little before 12.30 a.m. just after midnight. Uh, night owls can listen before bed. Early risers, it'll be waiting for you in your inbox if you subscribe to the show. So, uh, Islanders got their second victory, and let's put into a little historical context here uh, what Simeon Varlamov actually accomplished. And it was great. And that is that, you know, shutouts in his first two starts of the season never been done. Uh, in the history of the New York Islanders franchise, which goes all the way back to 1972. And uh, Varlamov is playing lights out hockey right now. And I get the feeling that Varlamov will basically get the start again on Thursday. Now, we're still waiting to hear from Barry Trotz. And uh, after practice Wednesday and after the morning skate Thursday, I'm sure he'll have more to say about it, and we'll certainly update you if and when a starter is announced on Twitter. But 
at the end of the day, I, I think that the original plan was to have Varlamov get most of the work early on in the season and then ease Ilya Sorokin into the rotation. It didn't work out that way for Sorokin. He was pressed into action uh, on Saturday. He really wasn't ready, didn't have a great game. Team didn't play well in front of him. So uh, it now becomes a, a, a situation where I think Barry Trotz is going to try to pick a good spot uh, probably a back-to-back game situation, and then get Sorokin into the lineup once again. But right now, I think we're going to see a lot of Simeon Varlamov, and why not? I mean, essentially, Varlamov right now, if you go back to the playoffs last summer, uh, he has allowed one goal or fewer in nine of his last 21 starts. That is an impressive statistic. If you look at it, and uh, essentially the Islanders have to be happy with that. So the other thing to me that uh, I wanted to talk a little bit more about is Jean-Gabriel Pajot. And, you know, he is technically the center on the third line, but, you know, he was out on the ice for more than 20 minutes in... uh, the game against the Bruins had the only goal of the game, was good in the faceoff circle, and essentially, uh, you know, Pajot became the key among the bottom six forwards. And, you know, at the end of the day, you had Pajot, Sezikis, and Clutterbuck in the playoffs last year. You had Limited ice time for Matt Martin, Kiefer Bellows, and Ross Johnston. And then you really had Pajot working that, you know, third line with Cal Clutterbuck uh, and really sort of getting things done as uh, more of a, you know, on the penalty kill, on the second power play unit at times. So Pajot really... Uh, assuming a bigger role, and he's a guy who you could really fit in on your second line, your third line, or your fourth line, and I'll tell you how that makes him extremely valuable to this hockey team going forward. So uh, I think, you know, in the playoffs last year, we saw a little bit about what Jean-Gabriel Pajot can do, but now he's had the full playoffs, He's had a full training, well, not a full training camp, but all of training camp, and he'll have a complete season this year of 56 games uh, to really show the Islanders organization what he can do. But, you know, to me, Barry Trotz would love to have uh, a team full of forwards who can do what Jean-Gabriel Pajot can do. He'll provide you with some steady offense. He's a good checker, responsible defensively, good in the faceoff circle, win you key key faceoffs, uh, kill penalties, can put him on the power play unit if you need to. Uh, I, I just think that Pajot, uh, he can play offensive style, he can play defensive style. He can check and shut down the other team's best scoring unit. All of that is vital and it is vital for the Islanders to make the most of what they have in Jean-Gabriel Pajot. 
All right, we'll talk a little bit more about the Islanders, some lineup changes they can make, how they can get the offense and the power play working again. We will also have our Islanders' birthday of the day and talk a little bit about uh, an injured Islander who may just be on the way back. All that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, if you're like me, you've tried a lot of protein bars, but the taste just isn't right and the consistency makes it really hard to chew. Well, that problem is over if you try a Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and it comes in 18 amazing flavors. I've tried so many of them, and they are truly, truly good. All the bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They are soft and easy to chew, and look, they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They are great for the keto diet. It really feels like you're eating something naughty, but it's actually good for you. And think about these different flavors like German chocolate, banana bread, toffee almond, peanut butter brownie, carrot cake, apple almond crisp, or cookies and cream, my personal favorite. Let's talk about the cookies and cream flavor. 17 grams of protein in every bar, just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, we are back here. Don't forget... If you are looking for the best inside information on how to wager on different sporting events, you've got to check out the newest addition to the Locked On Podcast Network, Locked On Bets. They'll have the latest advice every day on how you can profit from wagering on sports. That's Locked On Bets wherever you listen to podcasts. So a little milestone that I think is uh, certainly worth mentioning Matt Martin on Monday became just the third player in NHL history, or at least since the NHL started keeping this as a statistic, but Matt Martin became the third player to officially reach 3,000 hits for a career. Guess who's in first? Uh, Cal Clutterbuck, another Islander, who's at 3,156, and you may be surprised who's at number two. Uh, that would be Alexander Ovechkin. He has 3,040, but uh, congratulations to Matt Martin, certainly on reaching that milestone. All right, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We're a day late with this one, but I do want to go back and wish a very happy 62nd birthday to former Islanders center Billy Carroll. Carroll, a part of three of the four Islanders' Stanley Cup runs. Uh, he was down in Indianapolis of the Central Hockey League for the 1980 Stanley Cup run, came up late in the 80-81 season and uh, stayed through 83-84, then joined the Edmonton Oilers a year later and was uh, able to contribute to the Oilers' success. Uh Carroll, really a role player on those great Islander teams. He was a fourth-line center, a penalty killer, a checker, uh, really good on the penalty kill. Islanders selected him in the 1979 draft in the second round, 38th overall. He actually had a couple of really good, productive offensive seasons with the London Knights in the Ontario League in juniors, 
37 goals one year, 35 the following. But again, in the NHL, never scored more than nine goals in a season. Uh, And basically 29 points was his one-year high. But Billy Carroll did all the little things right. Uh, And he really was an important part of the Islanders' last three Stanley Cup championships. And just to add to a a little personal note, uh, when I was in summer camp many, many years ago, uh, you know, they would have an Islander come to our camp to speak to the kids. And uh, three years in a row, it was Billy Carroll. And so, uh, you know, we got to speak to him a few times. Nice guy. And uh, was a pleasure to, uh, you know, to get to see Billy Carroll and speak to him at that point, especially, you know, when I was 10 years old, let's say. And uh, he was just uh, really great. And uh, one of my counselors, uh, she had a crush on him. So uh, happy birthday to Billy Carroll. We're going to go back and look at one of his better games with the Islanders. December 19th, 1981 at the Nassau Coliseum. Islanders and Red Wings, Bob Sove, the goalie for Detroit, Roland Melanson for the Islanders, and Billy Carroll got the Isles on the board first, his second of the year, from Clark Gillies and Hector Marini at 10:35, one nothing Islanders. A minute and a half later, Mike Bossy, his 24th from Tomas Janssen and Brian Trottier at 12:02, and then Bossy again, his 25th of the year. From Trottier and Gillies, Clark Gillies at 1809. 3-0 Islanders after one. Detroit closed the gap. Uh, Mike Blaisdell, his 10th unassisted at 621 of the second period. But John Tonelli answers for the Islanders. His 11th from Billy Carroll, our Islanders' birthday of the day, at 1539. Tonelli scores again in the third period with Bob Nystrom and Wayne Merrick getting the helpers at 1814. The Islanders skate away with a 5-1 win over Detroit. And Billy Carroll, a goal and an assist in this one. He was also a plus two, which tied him for the league, uh, for the team lead in that category for this game. Islanders had 33 shots on goal in this one. Ten of them taken by Michael Dean Bossy to lead the way. Roley the goalie, meanwhile, 38 saves. Uh, Islanders were outshot 39-33, but Melanson very strong. He gets the win. A big fight between Bob Bourne and Danny Gare. Another one between Brad Smith of Detroit and Gordy Lane, uh, as well as Paul Woods and Dwayne Sutter. So a lot of rough stuff in this game, but the Islanders skate away with a 5-1 win in part due to the Strong play of our Islanders' birthday of the day, Billy Carroll. So, uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about, and it's something I always loved about this team. Uh, Ryan Pulak uh, on the NHL Network uh, yesterday, and here's what he had to say. He said, I think we as a group are kind of fine with that underdog mentality and trying to prove people wrong. We've looked at it the past couple of years and had success that way. We're going to keep building that way. And I love, I love that attitude. You know, we've talked on this show during the offseason and the time leading up to training camp how the Islanders do not get a lot of success, uh, attention and appreciation from the national media, 
and the media up in Canada, uh, they're overlooked and underappreciated. And the team realizes that. But instead of sulking about it, they try to turn a negative into a positive. It's them against the world. And it really does seem to work and help to motivate this team. So a uh, nice little quote right there uh, from Ryan Pulak, and I think it just speaks volumes about the Islanders' attitude and the way they handle things. All right, more to come. We'll talk about some ways the Islanders can get the offense going because they've only scored one goal in their last two games. Plus, uh, we will have a look at uh, an injury update and a, a player who may be getting ready to get back into the lineup for the Isles. All that and more still to come on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, hockey is back, and you can take your hard-earned hockey knowledge and turn it into cash. Where do you have to turn, though? Well, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, and that's betonline.ag. Yeah, you could take your hockey knowledge and turn it into cash. You also have the AFC and NFC Championship games coming up this weekend, a full slate of NHL and NBA games. So don't sit on the sideline, get in on the action. And uh, right now, if you sign up for a free account with betonline.ag and use the promo code Locked On, you'll get a 50% welcoming bonus with your first deposit. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, get in on the action. And again, that's promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Okay, we've got an update on some uh, injured Islanders, and uh, this all happened at Tuesday's practice. Michael Dalcole, who is still on the injured reserve list with an undisclosed injury, uh, he joined the team for practice yesterday. Uh, and as did Oliver Wallstrom, who is on the Islanders' taxi squad. Barry Trotz telling reporters when he was asked about Dal Cole, he's very close. It's been a process without exhibition games. We're doing things in practice. Wallstrom was in the group today. We'll probably include more of the taxi squad group from now on. I thought it was the right decision to pick a group to start with and let it sit. We have good competition it was the right decision to go with what we started with based on what we saw and what we thought we needed. Now it's a little bit of a competition. Going forward, you'll see a bigger practice group than you normally see. So the question now becomes, uh, you know, Michael Dalcole probably, if, uh, let's say, at most a week away, getting closer to a return to action. And then do we see Oliver Wallstrom? And... Again, we've talked about the Islanders' need to get more production. I think adding Dal Cole and Wallstrom, uh, I would put Wallstrom in right now in place of Ross Johnston, if only because I think that Wallstrom, Bellows, and Pajot would give the Islanders more offensive ability on that third line. It would give them more flexibility and I think Wallstrom, and to a, an extent Bellows as well, they're proving that they're willing to play the style of hockey that the Islanders need to be successful, to be uh, active in all three zones, not just in, on offense, to play responsible defense. 
Uh, and I think that, you know, when your team is struggling, like the Islanders are, to score goals, you don't need Ross Johnston in the lineup if you already have uh, Sezikis, Martin, and Clutterbuck. That is, you know, sort of the same skill set when you break it all down. Not that I am not a Ross Johnston fan. I like what he's capable of doing. But the way the lineup is set, I don't think he necessarily adds something unless you're thinking about a very physical game coming up that you expect there to be a lot of banging. And, you know, look, Johnston played, what, six and a half minutes in the Islanders game against the Bruins the other night. Uh, I think if you put Oliver Wallstrom in there, he plays a bigger role. He is out there for, you know, probably closer to 10 or 12 minutes. And that allows some of the other players to be more rested and more effective. And I think it adds something. Dal Cole, you know, he, he has a little more speed than Ross Johnston. And he has a little bit more offensive ability, not a lot yet, but more offensive upside, certainly, than Johnston does. And I think he's more of a two-way checking player rather than a straight physical player. But again, these are options that Barry Trotz has. And the thing about Wallstrom in particular, you know, he's on the practice squad but he played 10 games in Sweden while on loan from the Islanders this fall. He is probably as ready to go as any player who hasn't played, you know, a game yet this season because he's already played professionally in Sweden this year. So I would give Wallstrom a shot. I would, you know, put Dal Cole in there at some point if and when, uh, he is healthy and ready to go, and I think that these are things the Islanders can do to try to get more production offensively, especially from that third line. We also need to see more offensively from the top line of Lee, Barzal, and Eberle, and look, it's too early. You're three games into the season, okay? You don't want to sit there and panic and say, oh no, what are we going to do? Uh, you know, we, we don't have... Uh, enough offense. Yeah, three games, one of which you had enough offense. Uh, It's way too soon to be panicking. But at the same time, the concern from an Islanders fan standpoint is with the season, you know, truncated down to 56 games and all the games being within the division, you've got to get something going. As far as the power play goes, again, more movement without the puck by the players and more movement of the puck, cross-ice passes especially, to try to find that open man in space. It is important. It is something the Islanders need to work on. They did a good job of it in the first game against the Rangers last week, but in the last two contests, that motion and those quick passes have really been hard to find And I think it would benefit the Islanders a lot to get back on track and get the power play going. I think Wallstrom also is somebody who could help that second power play unit and maybe give them a little bit of size and skill there. So, again, Islanders, 
getting ready to play the Devils on Thursday. Tomorrow's show, we'll have a full preview of that game, plus a whole lot more still to come. If you're looking for a national perspective on the NHL, a league-wide look, uh, check out Locked On NHL. They have the biggest stories from all your local experts for all 31 teams across the league with new episodes dropping Monday through Friday. Check out Locked On NHL wherever you listen to podcasts. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow with more great Islanders news and stories. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.